Amen. God, amen. talk about I want you to be very alert because uh, there are some gifts with Avuna uh, so I'm going to ask questions So and keep your books with you because we're going to flip all over the, the books of today, especially Tuesday I just want you to be alert and keep the books open for Tuesday reading from the morning and uh, for this evening as well. So as an introduction, basically, I just want to share with you some of the events that happened during that week. Uh, you know, like uh, I just want uh, to remind you, the land of Israel around the time of the Lord Jesus is split into three portions. The northern part is called Galilee. This is where Nazareth is. And this is where the Lord Jesus grew up in Nazareth. The middle part or south of Galilee is Samaria. And the far south is So if you can see the, the map right now, it's more clear. The northern part is Galilee, where the Lord Jesus grew up. The middle part is Samaria, and the southern part is Judea. This is where Jerusalem is, Bethlehem is, where the Lord Jesus was born, and this small, very small village called Bethany. Around this time of the year, this is like, if you have some of uh, the Jewish friends, what are they celebrating right now? They're celebrating the Passover. But you should raise your hand, okay? <laughs> They're celebrating the Passover. And this is what our church decided, like, how are we going to decide when is when are we celebrating the resurrection feast is immediately after the Jewish Passover. Because all the events happened around the Passover, and this is the main symbol that the Lord Jesus is our Passover. So we can't celebrate before them, because the symbol should come earlier, or should come before the, 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 the one who is the symbol is coming for. This is a big, great, one of the greatest feasts for the Jews. People from all over the world come to Jerusalem for this feast. 
and people coming from Egypt, coming from Greece, from Syria, from uh, Iraq, they all come to celebrate the Feast of Passover in Jerusalem in the temple. So the Lord Jesus, as a devout Jew, he also, and all with, with all his disciples, they have to celebrate every year this Passover in Jerusalem as well. Uh, Jerusalem is so crowded these days. So the Lord Jesus has some friends that uh, we knew about in a few days ago that he used to spend uh, the night there in their house in this small village we called Bethany. Remember who are these? Raise your hands. Philo. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Go, go, take, go take your gift from Abuna. <laughs> so, Bethany is about a walking distance, like two miles from Jerusalem. So the Lord Jesus used to spend the day, all day long in Jerusalem, and the night he used to go back to Bethany to spend the night there, all week, like you're going to find this written in many of the Gospels. This is basically one of the introduction. Uh, the next thing I want to mention here, that uh, when the Lord Jesus entered into the temple and found a lot of people are not giving uh, respect and the glory due to the temple of God, he was so frustrated. And he cast all the people out. Those who are selling and buying. Because there's a lot of people coming from all over the place. There are some currency exchange tables. Uh, so people can exchange to the, the Israeli currency. So the Lord Jesus found that this is happening inside the temple. And people, and of course you can People are bargaining, people are buying animals for sacrifice, and things that do not, uh, that are not really uh, glorify God, especially in this kind of trading and the respect and glorifying God in His temple. So the Lord Jesus, after He cast out all these people, He went out that day going out of Jerusalem going back to Bethany and looking back to the city, he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. This is from the third hour this morning. This is from the Gospel of the third hour this morning. I want you to notice very important part. Yesterday, or the day before, like when the Lord Jesus cast the people out, He said, My house is a house of prayer. And you made it a den of thief. And here He's saying, Your house. It's not my house anymore. And this is exactly when the Lord Jesus, that was the last time the Lord Jesus was like basically in the temple this during this week. So he left and he was so upset and he didn't uh, feel that the, the message that, that the Jews 
were supposed to be the first people to recognize him and understand that he is the Messiah and welcome him in the temple and believe in him, they let him go. And your house is left to you desolate. So after that, from again from the third hour gospel of this morning, the, the the disciples walking with Jesus and going with him back back and forth to Bethany. It seems that they wanted to cheer him up a little, and they wanted to show him like around that time when the Lord Jesus was on earth. It was like the temple was getting renovated for many years and there are still going, like the renovation process was still going on. So then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another. That shall not be thrown down. That was a shock. That was like a huge shock for the disciples. It's it's a very fancy building. They are renovating it for up till that time, over 40 years it's being still built and renovated. And you're telling us it's going to be destroyed. And then the next, tell us when. This is the ninth hour of the, of the gospel of the ninth hour. Tell us when. When will this happen? Always the word tell us when. This is, we struggle with this word a lot in our prayers. Tell us when. Tell us when we will keep struggling with our sins. Tell us when will these people still suffer. When, what, tell us when will the, your, your children in the whole world getting persecuted and killed. Tell us when. So, the same with the disciples. They are struggling with this same word. Tell us when. Will these things be? When? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And then the Lord Jesus, now the, 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 be prepared for the next question. Then the Lord Jesus wanted to just adjust or correct some of the meanings. The word end of age or the last day or the end of time, these are so frustrating, so upsetting terms. But the Lord Jesus corrected that during in the gospel of the ninth hour, and he said that this day is called the coming of the Son of Man. You see the difference? When we see the end of something, it's over. It's done. But when he said that this day is called the coming of the Son of Man, that means that there is something else after that. The whole entire world is talking about the end, the end, the end. But the Lord Jesus is saying it's the coming. When he's coming, there is another thing. So it's one step that he is preparing for us. So, I believe I gave you some hints. What is the topic of the day today? The topic of the whole and most of the readings 
of of the Tuesday. Okay, okay. It's here, like in this same exact slide. The Lord is talking about the end. The Lord is talking about how things will look like. Actually, the the disciples asked two different questions. They said, when will these things happen? And when they said these things, they meant when the Lord said that there will be no stone staying on top of the other. This is one question. So when will this happen? This is one of the questions. The second question is, what are the signs and what will be the sign of your coming? These are two different questions. So the Lord started saying and giving them hints and giving them signs of the two, of the two questions together. And we had a lot of the readings today from the Gospel of St. Matthew, uh, chapter 24, in details, showing the answer for both, uh, for both questions. And he said something that this generation will not pass till all this is fulfilled. Which, which question is this, or which answer is this? Good, Stephen. <laughs> so the first question, like 40 years later, the whole thing, this, what exactly the Lord said, that there will be no stone sitting on top of the other, it, this happened exactly in, on, in 70 AD when the temple was totally destroyed and burned. This morning, one of the very nice prophecies from Daniel 9, Daniel saw the second coming in more in details in one of the visions. Uh, the Daniel in uh, seven, thirteen, and fourteen, he said, "I was watching in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven." He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Who is the one who looks like the Son of Man? Oh, man. <laughs> it was the Lord Jesus, exactly. And who is the Ancient of Days? They presented Jesus, or someone was presented... Like the Lord Jesus was presented to the old or the ancient of days. Who is the second one? The Lord Jesus was presented before whom? Ancient of days. God the Father, exactly. Good. Stephen, Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an, ever, an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. Look to the same exact phrase or the same exact wording from the words of Jesus Christ himself from the gospel of the ninth hour again. This is exactly describing the same vision that Daniel said. 
Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So I want to relate here the prophecy of Daniel, of the reading today, and the gospel from Matthew 25 concerning the signs and what will happen. I'm not saying the end of days. We're saying the second coming. So we want to change our uh, mentality. It's not the end. It's a step towards an everlasting life that has no end. For the world, there is an end. But for us, it's an everlasting life with the Lord Jesus. You have to wake up a little bit because there's a lot of questions coming, okay? We had many parables today. How many parables? How or what parables did we read today? There are some in the morning. There are some in the afternoon. ولا فيلو ولا يوسف أندروم. Look in your books. Few parables. Parables. We read few parables today. It's okay. Andrew. Hmm? Okay. Yes. The ten versions. Other. Other parable. Jack. Hmm? The wedding. Very good one. Uh, Mark. Uh, the one the, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. One about like the talents. Yes. Talents. The one of the talents. So, the, any more? Any more parables today? Mark. Hmm? What is it? No, no, not that's not a parable. No. Okay. So the talents that was mentioned in the eleventh hour this morning, Matthew twenty-five, the wedding of the king's son, first night our gospel, the faithful servant and the evil servant. That was in the third night hour. Uh, you didn't mention that. And the wise and foolish versions, like as you mentioned. For me, I am done today, today. But it's up to you next. So why are these, okay, the question. Why are these parables are mentioned today? And again, the topic is about second coming. What is the relation of these parables? And the second coming. And I'm not going to say anything after that. It's, it's up to you. Okay, Andrew. Okay, let's save the talents. What's the relation of the talents? Or we want to say another one? Okay, say another one. So the wedding is everlasting life, and which is after the Lord Jesus is coming, which is representing the the bridegroom in this parable, right? 
And those who are ready, they went with him. And those who were not ready, were left outside. Thank you, Andrew. Yes. Okay, yeah, the faithful and... Okay, Yusuf is saying that we are talking about the faithful, which is number three, the faithful and evil servants, that those who were waiting for the their master to come and he was so late... They started doing bad things, right? But there is here the verse said, on the opposite, the good servant who was expecting his master to come at any time, the Lord Jesus blessed him and said, blessed is that servant who, whom his master, when he comes, will find him doing so. Thank you. So, Philo. Yeah, the parable of the talents, like at the end, the Lord Jesus, who is the, who is the master who traveled for a while, like the Lord Jesus ascended into to heavens for a while, and on his coming back, he will ask everyone, what did you do with the talent I gave you? For those who traded well and did well with their talents will enter with him. And again, the, he's saying, well done, good and faithful servants. Every one of, the, of us having talents. We're not, no one has no talents. But the, the right person or the faithful servant or the faithful person will good the right thing with their talents that he got from the Lord. And he will work with them and get more and more fruit. So he presents these fruit when the Lord comes is asked, what did you do with your, with your talent? And then the Lord, he will say, you have been faithful over a few things. So I will make you ruler over many things. Many things, I'll give you what I was preparing for you. These are the things that the Lord is, was preparing for us. When the Lord said that I have to go to prepare for yourself, for you a place, this is what we're going to inherit. So the last one, the wedding of the king's son. This is one of the most really nice uh, parables that's very convenient to be read around this time. Why is that? The story, in short, that there was a king that was making a very big feast for his son's wedding. And because of uh, it is a royal wedding, a royal party, he invited the most noble people in the city. He sent them messengers that the wedding is ready and the king is waiting for you. So they decided to give excuses and uh, none of them showed up. 
someone has traits, someone has possessions, someone has relations, someone is so busy, and they didn't show up. So the king said to his servants, the wedding is ready, and the feast is ready. Go out and tell everyone you see in the street to come into the palace, to this royal party. How does this look like for us, this specifically this week, when we know that the Lord Jesus came to some people, invited them to his wedding, and by arrogance, they started to give excuses. Do you get the point? Whom I'm talking about? This is a big gift. Let's begin. Whom I'm talking about? Let me feel Whom I'm talking about? The, the king was preparing a great feast and invited some people and by, and by arrogance they refused him. They refused his wedding. They refused his party. Who are these? Andrew. Close. This week, this week, who betrayed him? Mark. Judas? Yeah. The Jews. The Jews didn't like him. The, The Jews didn't like him. They didn't accept his wedding. They didn't, they, they felt that we are so busy. We, uh, no, we can't come to your wedding. It's, uh, we have other important things to do. So the Lord or the King in this parable said very important thing. Said to the servants, go into the streets, invite everyone, everyone, get everybody inside. And they started to do this. They started to invite everybody else other than those who basically had the initial invitation. Which is like the church of the Gentiles. In this parable, like the Gentiles. We are Gentiles. We are a church of Gentiles. We are not originally Jews. So we are those who are coming from the streets actually. In this parable, we are those who are coming from the streets. The kingdom is open for everyone. And in the same parable, in, and in the other gospel is saying, like after every, everyone got inside, the servants told the master, there is still room for other people to come. He said, go again and invite everyone. And this is very nice, say, like, very nice hope for everyone. The, the kingdom of heaven is wide, so wide for everyone. Like I remember, uh, Father Abuna Bshoi Kamil, uh, and Abuna Tadros used to, uh, to, to go and see Abuna Mikhail Ibrahim. And Abuna Tadros was complaining about the people are leaving the Lord Jesus, going after their, their own desires and uh, they have a lot of temptation. So Abuna Mikhail Ibrahim told them, encourage them. The kingdom of heaven is so wide. We have, a, he has a lot of room for a lot of everyone. Everyone is invited. Everyone can be accepted. So, even 
there is still room and for everyone it doesn't it doesn't matter how how do you look like or how do where are you coming from what's your past what what did you have coming from the streets like in this parable you still have a place in the wedding and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.